Good morning, gentlemen. During the Seudot, following the wedding, Seudat Hatan Vikalashua Berachot, there's always, of course, the Minhag that somebody gets up and says Divre Torah. So let's see a little bit the source of the Minhag and who should be the one saying Divre Torah. So to begin as an introduction, you all know the Pirke Avot in Perek Gimel Mishnah Dalet. There are three people who eat together. They don't say Torah. It's as if they eat from Zevach, from a Korban of Metim, brought by dead people. Without taking too long on this Mishnah, why Dafka this? We see that from there, of course, you have three people eat together, you have to say Divrei Torah. Okay, so this should be no exception to the rule. Indeed, this is brought by the Rashbats and by the Maharshal. Nohagim lomar Divrei Torah. The Ra'ui, it's Ra'ui Shasimcha, the Simcha that you have of the Chatan Kala should be together, Me'orav, with Divrei Torah. It's really the same Simcha. You bring a new couple, you bring Shekhinah into the world. It's the same idea. Okay, very nice. The problem is that in certain Sfarim of Minhagim, they bring that the one who is saying the Divrei Torah has to be the Chatan himself, not just somebody, because based on what we just said now, it doesn't matter who says Divrei Torah, as long as Divrei Torah was said at the Seuda, so then you would say, oh, what we just said. So why Dafka the Chatan? So there's two Pshatim. The first Pshat is Midrash Talpiot. It says very simple, very Basic pshat. The Hatan is Domele Melech, who says he's like a king. Nitmanale Melech, the day that a king or a president becomes a president, there's, a, there's an address. He's going to have to address the, the people. So that's the, the, the way it is. The Hatan became uh, like a king, became a Hatan. So the day he gets married, he's going to have to address the crowd. But there's another pshat brought in Sefer Haminagim. It's very interesting. The Gemara tells us in Masechet Pesachim, Hanoten bito le'am ha'aretz. Somebody who gives his daughter to an ha'aretz. There's nothing worse you could do. You give your daughter to an ha'aretz, what kind of life is she going to have? Ke'ilu koftahu menichalif ne'ari. It says if he forced her in front of a, a lion. Lo'alenu, the Gemara says it's as if she cohabited with, with an animal. That's why it says in the Gemara. So why would you give your daughter to, to an ha'aretz? Okay, a lot of people are going to chit-chat. They say, ooh, you saw? He gave his daughter to an Amaretz, huh? Ooh. So what do you do? You tell the Chatan, would you please uh, say some Divrei Torah so we dispel the rumor that you're an Amaretz? So the Chatan is going to have to get up and say Divrei Torah so that now everybody, oh, he's not such an Amaretz at the end of the look. He was able to say Divrei Torah. The second he says Divrei Torah, that's it. He's not an Amaretz. And that would be the reason why the Chatan says Divrei Torah. There's one problem with that though, because I don't know if you remember, but many, many times, not everywhere, but many times, when the Chatan starts speaking, people interrupt him. They start singing and they start, uh, you know, almost like they don't want to hear Divrei Torah from the guy. Why is that? There's a very interesting Magen Abraham and Shach. We go back to the beginning. We started with the Pirkavot. You have three people sitting together, they have to say Divrei Torah. That's in the regular Seudah. You're going for lunch, you have a, a, 
no necessarily not not a, a reason of simcha of mitzvah. So then you can have to say the Torah why to elevate this mundane seudat to seudat mitzvah. But what happens? Let's say you're in a seudat brit milah. You buy brit milah and you're eating. Do you have to say the Torah for this not to be zivchametim? Absolutely not. You don't need any the Torah. It's no problem, by the way. You could say the Torah all day, all day long. It's a great opportunity to say the Torah, but you don't need to do the Torah. Why? Because it's a seuda in and of itself. It's a seudat mitzvah. Because you are celebrating the Brit Milah. Same thing with the wedding. Same thing with the Shoah Berachot. Lechaura, you're celebrating a simcha of mitzvah. And therefore, you don't need to say the Torah for this to be seudat mitzvah. But the regular lunch, you have three guys sitting together, say the Torah. If not, you're just eating pizza. So why do we say the Torah then? What did we say before? We say the Torah just because we don't know if he's an Amaretz or not. Oh, very good. If he's an Amaretz, then the Seuda is not Seudat Mitzvah. You need to say the Torah in order for this Seuda to become Seudat Mitzvah. But if he's not an Amaretz, doing the biggest Mitzvah in the world, you mechaten two people. You don't need the Torah for that. So now you have a dilemma. It's almost like an accusation. Why do you ask him to say the Torah? You ask him to say the Torah because... Uh, <laughs> He's an Amaretz. Oh, so you need the Torah now to make this seuda a seudat mitzvah. Oh, so what do we do, Apshara? You let him talk, he has to say some the Torah. That way, we know for sure he's not an Amaretz. Once you know he's not an Amaretz, then you shush him. Why do you shush him? To show we don't need the Torah in this case. Because if we need you to finish speaking, that means that you're a real Amaretz. We really have real uh, suspicions. That's where the minhag came. You start the Torah, and then you stop the Divrei Torah. Once you stop the Divrei Torah, you say, we don't really need the Torah here. Someone else will speak, but you don't need the Torah because this is the that Mitzvah. See how much depth there is in the minhagim sometimes, something that, like, uh, and you misameach, and you make a little bit, uh, you know, a simcha. That way you say everything.